Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we're actually going to be talking about Opel and Vauxhall because they finally debuted their new car called the Maka, which is another CUV. Unfortunately, <laughs> the funny part is that this comes right, you know, right after I did that little tangent about SUVs or SUVs, crossovers, and CUVs. So, oh, how timely, right? The all-new Opel slash Vauxhall Maka subcompact crossover is finally here, and it debuts in all-electric Maka E guys. It's the first ever model from the Opel and Vauxhall brands to debut with fully electric propulsion. The second generation Maka also debuts Opel and Vauxhall's new progressive brand face in the form of the. Visor front fascia that will be adopted by all future models. Additionally, the crossover becomes the brand's first first model to feature the next generation pure panel fully digital cockpit. Interestingly, and not that common in today's automotive world, the 2021 Maka is 125 millimeters or 4.9 inches shorter than its predecessor, measuring 4,150 millimeters or 163.4 inches bumper to bumper. Despite that, the wheelbase is two millimeters or 0.008 inches longer, which means rear passengers should have at least as much re- as much leg room, sorry, as in the first gen Maka. At 350 liters or 12.3 cubic feet, the loading space loses only 6 liters or 0.2 cubic feet compared to the outgoing model, despite the significant loss in vehicle length. The ultra dimensions result in shorter, no, sportier proportions for the new Maka, thanks also to the much shorter overhangs and wide stance. It's 10, mil- 10 millimeters or 0.4 inches wider. Inside, the pure panel digital dash integrating two widescreen displays is the main highlight. The one in the front the one in front of the driver is up to 12 inches in size, while the other one in the center is tilted towards the driver and it measures up to 10 inches. However, to allow the driver to focus on the road, designers kept controls for the kept redundant controls for essential functions. So hopefully that means the HVAC stuff. This makes the system intuitive, intuitive to use avoiding hazardous exploration in, into sub-menus, as Opel puts it. Yes, thank you. Apple CarPlay and Android Auto come standard, as does the Opel Connect service, which enables live navigation. Wireless charging for, compatib- for compatible smartphones is also available. The new Opel slash Voxel Maka is based on a new version of PSA CMP, or Common Modular, Modular Platform. The lightweight and efficient modular system contributes to a weight saving of up to 264 pounds or 120 kilograms over the previous generation. The body stiffness also stands to gain, with the Maka E electric variant offering up to 30% more torsional stiffness. The weight loss and increased rigidity make the Maka more fuel efficient as well as more responsive, agile, and fun to drive. Yes! Thank you! As with the latest Corsa, the new platform also allows the 2021 Maka to offer a purely battery electric drive as well as internal combustion engines. The crossover will debut in all-electric Maka E guys, combining an electric motor rated at 120 kilowatts or 134 horsepower and 260 newton meters or 192 pound-feet of torque with a 50 kilowatt hour battery for a WLTP rated driving range of up to 200 miles or 322 kilometers in normal mode. Using the Eco mode, the range can be even higher, while the Sport mode favors performance over efficiency. I wonder how how effective that that uh, Eco mode is. Speaking of performance, the Maka E is limited at 93 miles per hour or 150 kilometers per hour to preserve the energy stored in the battery. 
The electric crossover supports 100 kilowatt DC fast charging, which allows to, which allows to charge 80% of the battery in 30 minutes. All charging options are available from Ballbox, high-speed charging, or cable solution for the household socket. When it comes to technology, the 2021 Maka marks a significant departure from its predecessor, offering advanced features such as ACC or, or advanced, sorry, advanced cruise control with stop and go function, active lane positioning system, adaptive IntelliLux LED matrix headlights, 180 degree panorama rear view camera, traffic sign recognition, and more. The new Maka will also offer diesel and petrol engines later on, but when it goes on sale in late summer 2020, it will it will be available exclusively as a fully electric model. Deliveries of the Maka E will begin in early 2021. Moving on to the next article, Opel and Vauxhall reveal 2021 Maka's ICE lineup, sporty GS line slash SRI trim. Following the all-new Maka E's EV June unveiling, Opel and Vauxhall have revealed the internal combustion engine variants of their subcompact crossover. From a styling perspective, it's almost impossible to differentiate the ICE-powered Maka from the electric Maka E, with the only notable modifications being the addition of tailpipe trims and the lack of E badges. The 2021 Maka, powered by petrol and diesel engines, adopts the same Visor brand face and the pure panel horizontally stretched instrument panel. There is something new, however. The GS line trim, SRI in the UK, which offers a sportier looking version of the Maka for the first time. On the outside, this trim includes a red signature daylight opening, which is essentially just a little red strip on the outline of the of the greenhouse. That's basically it. It runs up the A pillar, goes on top of the B pillar, and then ends near the C pillar. It also has high gloss black visor. Oh, I guess that's the face. Black alloys, two-tone roof, black exterior trim elements and badges instead of chrome. Inside, the Maka GS slash SRI adopts specific front seat fabric, red instrument panel trim, and black headliner. Sharing the common modular platform, or CMP, with the Maka E, the 2021 Maka offers customers the alternative of two petrol engines and a diesel, kicking off the range is a 1.2-liter turbocharged three-cylinder petrol engine rated at 99 horsepower and 151 pound-feet of torque. This engine is mated to a six-speed manual gearbox. Next up is a more powerful variant of the 1.2-liter turbo, making 128 horsepower and 169 pound-feet of torque, in combination with a standard 6-speed manual or 8-speed automatic transmission. The only diesel engine on offer is a 1.5-liter 4-cylinder rated at 109 horsepower and 184 pound-feet of torque. Offered exclusively with a 6-speed manual, it's the most economical of the bunch, averaging 74.3 mpg UK or what would be 61.9 mpg US and only has 100 kilograms uh, per kilometer of CO2. On the tech front, Opel and Vauxhall say the 2021 Maka offers innovations from higher vehicle classes. Those include the advanced cruise control and active lane positioning systems, IntelliLux headlight, all that stuff we already talked about, except we didn't talk about this, a 180-degree panorama rear-view camera and automatic park assist, among other features. As for the infotainment systems, customers can choose between multi multimedia, yeah, multimedia radio and multimedia nav Navi interfaces with 7-inch touchscreen unit and the top-of-the-line Multimedia Nav Pro with a high-resolution 10-inch touchscreen. They also offer Apple CarPlay and Android Auto compatibility and can be combined with a digital instrument panel up to 12 inches in size. So with all the hard facts out of the way, let's get into what I think of the styling, you know, obviously the subjective front. And let's start with the interior. I like it. I actually really like it. I don't like that the gauge cluster and then the infotainment is basically one massive screen. I'm not a fan of that. It just seems kind of lazy to me. But the rest of the interior I quite like. 
And I'm, I'm glad that they have the redundant controls, and it seems like they have redundant control. Yep, they got redundant HVAC controls, and it seems they have a seek button as well, so it's not in the infotainment, which is much better, and I very much appreciate it. But for the most part, with that said, the interior is fairly minimalist, almost surprisingly so. There's not a massive amount to it in, in any guys, it would seem. I mean, the sporty one has a little red outline that runs... Basically, that runs the perimeter of the infotainment and the air vents, but that's, again, kind of it. A bit barren. Not much to it, but moving to the outside. What do I think of the outside? Well, this is another one of those CUVs that goes back to what I was saying about the later escape and it looking a little emasculated and it basically just being a massive high-riding hatchback. Sort of like a high-riding Ford C-Max, especially the one in Europe. With that said, though, the design itself, regardless of how what I think it represents for... CUVs and crossovers. I think it looks good. It's actually quite unique. And I think it's... This is the design Voxel should have had for a while. I think it's very Voxel. It's very opal. And it's kind of fun. Kind of cute. It doesn't have a, spe a specifically cute face. But kind of a... I don't know. A bust, uh, tough but cute Boston Terrier look about it. And then with a two-tone. Because it covers the it covers the hood, the roof. And I think it covers a part of the tailgate. It just looks great. And it seems like they got an interesting color. They have a nice green that's quite vibrant. So if... It, if not April. If Opal has good colors to go with it, I think it'll be probably one of the more dynamic-looking CUVs out there. Well, maybe. Maybe. Because it kind of looks like, seeing it from some of these photos, it kind of looks like a Germanized Fiat 500X, now that I think about it. But overall, not bad. But definitely just a high-riding hatchback. Like if they if they lowered the ride height and maybe made the roof height lower, I swear, this would... You could just call it a Corsa. You could pretty much just call it a Corsa, and it really wouldn't be anything. It's a high-riding hatchback. It's not really a utility vehicle. It's not a compact utility vehicle. It's just a massive hatchback. But anyway, I hope you all enjoy. If you're, you know, watching the normal podcast, then please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast, and like the podcast if you can. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hitting the little notification bell and then all notifications. That way you'll be notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well then just boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.